Oh my goodness. Ingles slips and he is hurt. And that. No, no, no. That, that is. Yeah, man. He is writhing no. in pain. NBA Australia, how are you going? How you going? It's NBA Australia, it is Monday, January 31. Oh man, it's already the end of January, where's the time going? I'm your host James Clements, I'm a writer sometimes, for whomst ever <laughs> wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff. Here in Lariama Studios, in my Sean Kemp jersey, it's bloody warm. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA while repping Australia a bit. And it's a sad one today, isn't it? Because Joe Ingles goes down with what appears to be a pretty devastating knee injury. Uh, we won't have confirmation on exactly what it was until tomorrow, but it did not look good. So uh, prayers up for Jingles in that one. LeBron James, he flew home to have his shit looked at as well. The Pistons and the Magic came out of nowhere to get some big wins over good teams today. Uh, but we've got all the weekend's games wrapped up in the NBA Australia Game Wraps. We've got weekend winners and losers. We've got a juicy slab. And it's a big one today, actually. That's on an knife, old mate, no mate, spot of the night, better than Lonzo Ball, dickhead of the weekend. We've got yeah, nahs. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day. We've got our back takehouse, where we're serving up a flame-grilled take. There's Australian Player Watch, which is chockers today. How good was Josh Green's weekend? BT dubs. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Reward for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence along with the game previews and picks for tomorrow. That's right, Tuesday. It's a big slate. There's some really good games, too. All right, we'll finish up with a brand-new Delhi review. That's right, he's back. I love that. Let's get stuck in. Episode 747. Oh, that's an aeroplane of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better. Or at least you better watch out for the uh, knee injury attack of a jingling Joe Ingles. Let's start there. The way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around, Jingles goes down. Oof. This sucked. As soon as it happens, you're just like, oh, no, that looked horrible. Uh, sort of just driving to the bucket. The knee, the left knee sort of collapses as he plants a little bit. Uh, the problem is, yeah, it sort of collapses in on itself a little, which is exactly the opposite of what you want to see a knee do. And look, we won't know more until tomorrow, but shit, it did not look good. And the reports from the locker room, I think, were the most sort of heart-rending aspect of it, right? you got Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, some of the other uh, Yaz men coming in and just going, oh, mate, he's in the x-ray room. He's a mess. We're a mess. He's like the heart and soul of this team. And you're like, yeah, he's jingling Joe Ingles. He's the heart and soul of everybody's team. Uh, so all we can hope is that it's not quite as serious as maybe we suspect, but God damn it, it did not look good. So if you look at like even just like one different angle, you're like, fuck me. Just the uh, sort of way it gives way it just sucks. And, like, I think the toughest part is that uh, Jingles has been such a fucking Iron Man for the Yaz. He's played, like, for a while there, he had, like, the uh, consecutive games record. He was rolling. He was crushing it. And uh, without any sort of major injuries, obviously, and then, boom, this one. So it really breaks your fucking heart, doesn't it? So prayers up to Jingle and Joe Ingles. Hopefully the news is good. And uh, if not, look. We love him, he knows that, and uh, we expect him back soon, and uh, wish him the best in getting over it. Right, other news, God, that was somber and serious, and I don't like somber and serious, I don't do it well, I hate it, especially when I haven't that much sleep, too busy watching the fucking tennis, after getting shit-faced yesterday after a good uh, game of pub cricket, which we won, let's go to the curtain, love that. That also means a million beers. <laughs> Just laying there on the couch watching Rafa when he's 21st Grand Slam. You see them going, God damn it. 
It's halfway through the third set. I'm already invested. Oh, he's going to win this one. I can't go to bed. I've already spent too much time watching this game. Anyway, so your old mate Jimmy's a little bit dusty today, as you can imagine. Ah, other news, though, uh, LeBron James, as I mentioned at the top, getting treatment on his knee in L.A. So he's missed three games so far, has LeBron. Uh, the M- they have had an MRI. It showed swelling, so no real structural problems, they believe. Uh, so they're going to go back to L.A., see how it goes, see how it responds to some of the treatment. And uh, Frank Vogel's like, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to watch his fucking minutes, but he's LeBron. <laughs> you try telling him what to do. He's the boss here. I'm just the hired help. <laughs> Poor Vogues. Uh, I'm going to talk about that again later. Uh, but that stinks. Like, hopefully LeBron's back soon because obviously like the Lakers are in uh, dire fucking straits without him, as we've seen before. Shy Redder Gilgis Alexander over there in the OKC Thunder. He's out with an ankle sprain, and they've already announced that he'll be out through the All-Star break. It's a bit of a tough one for SGA, but as I might point out later, not so bad for the Thunder basically as a whole. Hopefully SGA's okay, though. And the last little bit of news, there wasn't a giant amount of stuff popping off over the weekend, but Ben Simmons, I love this. The King's like, nah, man, we're out of the market for like Ben Simmons. We're not interested anymore, man. I mean, what's what? how much will you take for cash? <laughs> will you knock a couple of hundred bucks off if it's cash, man? Uh, but yeah, so the trade deadline's what, February 10? So we're less than two weeks away. We're about a week and a half away. And uh, the Kings have just come out and gone, yeah, no, nah, man, like the price, yeah, the RRP is a bit too high for us. So, yeah, the pathway to a trade agreement just doesn't exist, man. We've spoken to Darren Moray, the owner, like he's running shit. And like, nah, man. Uh, it does make me sort of wonder. Uh, obviously, this is just posturing. And you do have that moment, though, where the Kings very clearly have to make a move. And <laughs> Ben Simmons is probably the best available dude for them to at least build around. Just fucking do it, you idiots. Anyway, we'll talk about that again later as well. So let's do some game wraps from the weekend. We had some absolute belters. Let's do it. Game wraps, 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 game wraps. Detroit lost in Orlando. That's right, the bottom feeder bowl, 119-103. Mo Bamba had 18-11. He crushed it. Uh, Cade couldn't hit a shot on that one. Boston, they got their ass handed to them by Atlanta, 108-92. Jalen had 26-12, but they got smoked because Atlanta are rolling in the moment. Charlotte held off the Lakers in hilarious fashion, 117-114, a.k.a. the Rusty Westbrook trade value tour. He had 35-4-5, but uh, Charlotte, hold on. Miles Bridges comes up big at the end of that one, but look, the Lakers were getting their ass handed to them. Rusty went a little bit ham. Got them right back into it, but uh, he took the the shot that maybe could have won the game, and clank, misses the three. You hate to see it. It's a fun game, though. Uh, Denver, they beat the Pelicans. They were the Pelicans, and that one, Joker punished him 29-13-10. and 10. He was just running roughshod. 116-105, they won that. The Clippers, they couldn't quite hold on against Miami. 121-114, because Jimmy Butler, 26-6-9. Making a very strong case for an all-star berth is our man Butts. Portland took Gary Houston, 125-110. Anthony, Penny Simons, 27 for him. Utah got beaten by Memphis, 119-109, because Jamarant is a fucking boost. 30-10-10, he was awesome. Couple of uh, big moments there towards the end of that game as well. Triple J and then Jar just crushed it. Indy, they it took them overtime to get past OKC, uh, 113-110 in the overtime because the Suvlaki King, Demartis Sabonis, revenged his eventual trade from OKC to Indy, 24-18-10. Hey, remember Victor Oladipo? <laughs> What's he doing in Miami? Hanging the fuck out. Oh, man, I'm just recording some sweet new R&B tunes. Yeah, that's what people want from me. Uh, Chicago lost in San Antonio. 131-122, because DeJunte Murray is a fucking terror. 29-12 and 12 he had. Chicago couldn't keep up. It was crazy. Minnesota, they played an absolute belter of a game against Phoenix. 134-124, they lose. Triple-double for uh, Chris Paul. 21-10-14, he beat Cat and Ant-Man. Uh, this was a fun, fun game. I was watching that one going, oh, God, can Minnesota do... Oh, no, they can't. Phoenix just ran over the top of them at the end. And Milwaukee. 
beat the pants off of the Knicks, 123-108, because Giannis Antetokounmpo is fucking good. 38-13 and 13 with five assists. And the Knicks are a rabble. Uh, that might pop up again later. Boston Sunday, Boston beat the Pelicans, 107 97, they are the Pelicans all of a sudden again. Tatum and 38 in that one, did Jason Tatum. Dallas had a very nice, amazing video for their former coach, Rick Carlisle, and then proceeded to kick the shit out of his team, 132-105. Luke Doncic with 30 points, 6 rebounds and 12 assists. Not bloody bad. Sacramento nearly snuck one out against the Philadelphia 70s. 1-2-3-4-5-6-103-101. Tyrese Halliburton showing out for his new team, question mark. He had 38 and 7, but Joel Embiid was too good. 36, 12, and 6 for him. He was unreal. And uh, look, Sacramento were leading this. Philly was shitting the bed. And then Embiid came out of nowhere and fucking won that game for him. I'll tell you that much. And uh, a bit of Tyrese Maxey at the end. And then the triple overtime. This was an absolute insane game. Toronto hold on to beat the Miami Heat 124-120 in triple overtime. All the rap starters played more than 50 minutes. And not even just like 50, it was like 56, 56, 58. Fred Van Vliet was like, you know, basically, uh, you know, half out the fucking door. He only played 52. But anyway, Jimmy Butler had a triple-double. He had 37, 14, 11. But Fred Van Vliet, he was like 3 of 15 in regulation and then goes 4 of 7 in overtime. Ties it up late and then gets the big go-ahead. Well, I mean, I think the Siakam went to dunk and then there was the uh, Fred Van Vliet 3 that put him up 5 and that was basically it. Uh, but a great, insane, fucking heart-stopping game, this. Like, just tied up time and time again, obviously. Three overtimes. It's always a great game. But Miami, look, some of the shooting was just wildly off. And Toronto, obviously, when you're playing over 50 minutes, yeah, as I said, like three for 15 for Fred Van Vliet in regulation. But they came up strong right at the end when it mattered. Incredible scenes. What a game. Heart-stopping shit. Memphis, they took care of Washington. I'll tell you that much. 115-95. Again, Jar Morant, absolute monster. 34 for him. And Brooklyn come up short against the Golden State Warriors, 110-106. Kyrie has 32-7-7. Brooklyn were getting their ass handed to them as well. And Kyrie and Patty got them right back into it. But uh, Golden State hold on because Clay Thompson is clutch. And then today, Atlanta beat the Lakers. What? Is that because the Lakers stink? The Lakers stink! What a belting. They led by 11, the Lakers, in the fourth quarter. They had 71 in the first half, and then they got straight killed in the fourth quarter. So he got straight killed. 36 and 12 for Trey Young. He had 13 points in that fourth quarter where they outscored the Lakers by 18. Bulgies. Atlanta. Absolutely cruising. Charlotte got the shit kicked out of them by the Clippers. 115 90. The Hornets couldn't buy a bucket today. 23 and 10 for LaMelo. Literally the only bloke who did anything else. The Clippers are just like, they're weird, right? They just sort of float along, do their thing, get a couple of strange wins, blow some games, but just solid. Good coaching by Ty Lue. Reggie Jackson, Mook Morris, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, Portland, they couldn't quite keep up with Chicago today. 131-16. It's a wild game. CJ had 29. Damara had 23 points, 10 assists. Vooch had 24 and 14. Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine had 20. Like, that's the thing about Chicago. They're terrifying. If their sort of scoring dudes are on, pack her up, boys. This is without Lonzo, without Caruso. Holy shit. I mean, you can win a lot of games if you can outscore everybody, 130-116. Cleveland! Oh, no. Cleveland! They lost to Detroit because they spotted, despite spotting them 15 points, Detroit came all the way back and won this 115-105. Sadiq Bay had 31. Cade Cunningham was ice cold to start off with, and then he had ice water in his veins late, hitting big shots down the stretch. Detroit, what are you doing? That's a big win. A head-scratching win, but a win nonetheless. Same goes for Orlando. They beat Dallas 110-108. Just, what? 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 34-12-11 and 11 from Luca. Not enough because uh, Franz Wagner, hello, had the go-ahead layup with about a minute to go that was tough as shit. And despite Dallas being on a back-to-back, they should have won that, but they did not. Denver kicked the crap out of Milwaukee. 136-100. I was watching this one with the squid, and he's like, jeez, uh, this one is uh, not good for those... What are they, Dad? I'm like, they're deer. And he's like, the deer are not doing well. I'm like, no. No, they are not. <laughs> so 33-19 fourth quarter. The Nugs smashed him. Air Gordon had 24-7. and 7. 
Monty Morris at 18 and 7. And of course, Joker, 18 points, 15 assists, and 9 rebounds. He was awesome. Big game. Uh, and yeah, the Bucks just, I don't know, man. There's some of these weird games at the moment. Drew Holiday, not bad. Middleton only played 27 minutes today. It's just 9 points. Giannis. 29 and 9, but just sometimes there's not quite enough down in that uh, weird Bucks lineup. What are you going to do? Uh, Utah lose Jingles and then lose the game to Minnesota 126 106. Carl Anthony Towns had a triple double 31 11 and 10. This is what happens. Utah don't have Rudiger <laughs> and get pummeled by centers. And then the last game, awesome one 115. Phoenix just eked by the San Antonio Bandera Spurs. Uh, weird game. Booker. Just sort of came out of nowhere at the end to smash in a couple of threes and ends up with 28, despite Chris Paul having 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 19 assists. Michael Bridges had his best uh, game of the best scoring game of the season, at least. 26 points, 8 rebounds for him. But uh, Booker smashed in a really clutch three right at the end to basically seal this one. 28 points for him. He was awesome. Chris Paul was even better. And let's start there with the weekend winners. And losers. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, me. Cam Brockman. We're going to shut him There you go. Uh, the Suns are the first weekend winners because they have won 10 on the trot. They are 40 and 9. Now, do you remember the uh, Phil Jackson... Uh, what is it? The Phil Jackson basically math like championship contender mathematics is basically win forty games before you get to twenty losses and you're a contender. Well, the Suns are at forty wins and only nine losses, so they're only the ninth team in the last fifteen years to get forty wins before double digit losses. Only the seventh team in the last ten years, so not bloody bad, bro. But I think like the coolest thing about today's game where they beat the Spurs is like the imperious kind of way they're just sort of doing it. Like, they're just fucking good. Up and down the roster. The craziest part is they're doing all this without DeAndre Ayton. And uh, it feels like it's like almost plug-and-play center guy du jour for the Suns. And it does, like you've seen Bismack Biombo come out, kick some ass, take some names. Like, DeAndre Ayton hasn't played since, like, mid-January, right? And... All they do is kick ass, take some names. Like he had a massive game against Indy where he had the 27 and 12. Looked like he was just going to go on a bit of a tear. Back out he goes, and it doesn't matter. The Suns just keep fucking winning. They keep rolling, and they're doing it against good teams. Like they're beating the Yaz a bunch of times. They're beating the Mavs and Spurs and all these dudes, and they just look fucking good. There's some invain- like insane vibes. It's the vibe of the thing, you know? And... To do the 40-win thing before you hit double-digit losses is just absolutely amazing. Like, Chris Paul just does all the right stuff almost all the time. 19 assists today. He's just setting up everybody perfectly. They just look well-oiled. They look good. They look happy. They look fun. And, like, to beat a team like San Antonio, who sort of coming in pretty fucking hot, that was a big win today. And another just, not, you know, it's a big weekend because that's all Phoenix do. They kick some ass, they take some names, and they just win bloody games. So they've had like a pretty good run of late, right? So they beat the Spurs, they beat the Wolves. Just a good weekend. You'll take that. Uh, other winners, Monty Williams. That's right, the Suns coach, because now that is locked away the best record in the West. So he and his coaching staff will be the all-star coaches, which is kind of neat. And then you're like, ah, oh, wait, we're going to go to Cleveland? Ah, oh, come on, man. Cleveland! Yeah, for all-star game. Imagine that. You're like, you're all fucking happy. You're in Phoenix. You're in the sun. You're in the heat. And it's like, oh, well, you've won enough games. You get to be the all-star coach. You're like, oh, sick. Oh, wait, it's in Cleveland? Cleveland! Shit. (laughs) It's cold, miserable, snowy. Just fuck that. This is ridiculous. Oh, oh, Lord. I'd be be like, thanks, but no thanks. Can I opt out? (laughs) Fuck that. I'd rather take a week just sitting in like somewhere in like a Scottsdale fucking golf course near a pool. The Hawks are also weekend winners. They've won seven on the trot. The Atlanta Hawks, uh, which is one of those weird ones because they trade Cam Randish and then just decide to never lose again. Uh, they've now beaten the Lakers, the Celtics, the Kangs, the Hornets, the Heat, the Wolves, and the Bucks. It's not like 
it's a it's like not entirely murderers row considering that the Lakers and Celtics are like 500 teams. The Hornets kind of a bit weird, a bit wonky, but the Heat that's legit. The Bucks that's legit. I mean, shit, you can only beat the teams in front of you, and that's what the Hawks are doing. So you love to see it. Trey Young's being awesome, and uh, I'll talk about this again later. But damn, they're looking good. The Raptors that's a big win over the Heat. Three overtimes, all five starters over 50 minutes, right? But like to duel the top team in the East that is just like as hard-nosed as you are and to come out and actually win that after blowing a big lead, which is what they did, that's huge because it's also a win that keeps them above 500 and that keeps the Raps very firmly in the top echelon of that 7 through 12 morass in the Eastern Conference, right? So it's all those teams where you're like, oh, man, they could make the playoffs, bro. And you're like, yeah, that's like everybody. It's Charlotte, Toronto, Boston, Atlanta, Washington, and New York, right? And if you really, come on, we're just fuck off Indy. Like they're like five and a half games back in the Knicks at the moment. But I mean, it's tough. And like Toronto, you need all of these wins. And like, that's why the Hawks winning streak is just so impressive. And why some of these weekend losers we're going to get to in a second are kind of just shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. Someone not doing that is the Sixers. They just kept eking out wins. Uh, despite, you know, their all-star point guard being a giant fucking Sookie Lala and uh, deciding not to play. They're 30-19. They've won four on the trot. Embiid is the uh, MVP frontrunner, which is sick and totally warranted because all he does is kick ass, take names. But that win against the Kings was absolutely an escape job. <laughs> and... I think a game that they definitely would have still blown last year. So to have that fight is just like a kind of weird vibe about this Sixers team that I kind of love. So good on them. That's a big, big, big win. Uh, Flip side, I mean, the Cavs, they were going to be weekend winners, but then they blew that game against Detroit today. So they slipped back down to four. Sixers are now up to the third spot. So I talked about seven through 12 in the East. One through six is separated by two and a half games. 7 through 12 is separated by, like, four and a half. So, yeah, she's pretty tight. I'll tell you that much. The Warriors are also weekend winners. Oh, but Jimmy, what's up with that, man? They just beat Brooklyn. Brooklyn don't have any of their players. Yeah, James Harden was out, sat out this game against the Warriors with, like, a hand thing after sitting out the game before, a.k.a. the uh, I might actually want to be getting traded here, sit out. What do you reckon? Because uh, I'm just saying it's a bit sus. Oh, yeah, my hand's a bit sore, eh? It's like, what? Didn't you sit out because of your hammy? Nah, I said handy. <laughs> are you still in the club, James? No! <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> just getting a wristy in the back. Uh, so the Warriors have won five on the trot. And they're looking good, right? Like, even despite them sort of... It feels like they've not been playing gate. Uh, great. But that's mostly because Steph has been struggling... Uh, and Clay is clutch as fuck. So holding on to win against Brooklyn was a classic sort of just do enough to win kind of vibe. And also because Clay hits a massive three at the end that was just otherworldly. So they're kind of just getting by, and it doesn't matter. Like, they're 37 and 13. That's insane. So, yeah, talk about weekend winners. It's a big win. And the Grizzlies are the last weekend winners because what a weekend for them. They are just, just shredding. Oh, and look, Denver as well. They've won five on the trot. They're actually really, really taking care of business at the moment. Uh, despite not having Jam and Jamal Murray without, like, half their fucking roster, they've now, like, beating the Bucks as convincingly as they did today was absolutely insane. Like, the joke is just like, all right, I'm just going to go sit down. What do you reckon? In 15 assists. It's incredible. So they've just ripped off wins against on the road against the Bucks, the Pelicans, the Nets, and the Pistons uh, as part of their five-game winning streak. They're fucking good. Like, they're just sort of doing enough. Like, they're well-coached. Uh, off they go. But the Grizzlies, I mean, just what a weekend for them. Their weekend winners because Triple J and Jar Moran get them past the Jazz right at the end. And then they smoke the Wiz. They're in third in the West now and actually putting some distance between them and the rest of the West pack as Utah sort of fall off. And Denver, look, despite Denver, like, winning all these games, they're still 28-21 and 21 and actually, like, what, five, six games behind where the Grizzlies are, which is crazy to think about. So, good job. Uh, the Mavericks would have been on here as well, but they blew that game against Orlando because they had been looking pretty bloody good and that was a big win over Indy, but then they went and fucked it. So, let's get to weekend losers. 
We're not losers. No, you two are winners, big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut, Shut up. up. Losers. Losers at the weekend. Losers are led off by the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers stink! They do! LeBron James out for three games so far. Swelling in his knee. Uh, That's the old, you're fucking old (laughs) injury, right? Like, yeah, my knee's just sore and it's swollen up. How old are you? 37? Yeah, it's it's just, it's called a 37-year-old knee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the injury. <laughs> I get that one all the time. Mine is my shoulder. It's like, yeah, just, just, you've got fucked shoulder because <laughs> you're old. Also, whatever that bursitis or whatever the fuck, but still, it's like when you groan when you get off the couch, like that's how old I am now. <laughs> oh, God. Played cricket yesterday. <sighs> anyway, uh, but yeah, look, I enjoy this aspect of the Lakers though because them going. Okay, bring us home, Rusty. And him not being able to do that is like a hell of an indictment on the rest of this Lakers roster, but also on Rusty Westbrook, right? Like, they're 24 and 27. They blow an 11-point fourth-quarter lead against the Hawks. Rusty can't win against Charlotte. It's like, these are the games that you get Rusty Westbrook for, just to try to get you over the hump. But it's kind of like the rest of this Lakers roster is an absolute fucking tire fire. It's... Like, I do love the idea that there was, you know, some vague reports about Baysmore and Westbrook getting after it. And um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is what happens. Any team that signs uh, Camp Baysmore, like, immediately regrets it and actually sort of sucks, right? So you got these vague, vague sort of things where Malik Monk goes off on the weekend, has himself a good game, but you've got dudes like Wayne Ellington, uh Wayne Ellington, Mallow, Trevor Reza, just cooked dudes like Dwight and DeAndre Jordan. And the fact that like Avery Bradley stinks as well, but Taylor Horton Tucker is the problem. You know, it's like dudes like that, they just aren't stepping up. So like the average of their ranks, like in your sort of uh, across the board vibes, the Lakers have LeBron, who's in the sort of top five spot. Anthony Davis is in the top 35 at the moment, despite his shitty year. Rusty's at 172 out of 323 players, and like the rest of the roster is basically behind him. Like that's how bad this roster is. So, yeah, tough weekend for the Lakers, I'll tell you that much. Same goes for the Nets. They can't buy a win at the moment. Harden's out with his hand injury. Kyrie is still fucking part time, like he's on Oz study and can only like work a certain amount of hours before his Oz study gets cut. Thanks a lot. <laughs> can you tell that's exactly what happened to me? Oh, yeah, sorry, I can hardly work like 12 hours this week at Safeway. <laughs> but there was a good 20-4 run in that third quarter. Right? Patty was awesome, Kyrie was awesome. But it's just the rest of this Nets team, if Harden's not there, KD's not there, Joe Harris isn't there, they just, they're bad, like outside of Patty and Kyrie. It's a bad team. Uh, and speaking of which, Kyrie, he can just get in the bin. Uh, hey, uh, Clay, by the way, can I get a ride on your boat? Yeah, get vaxxed first, and then I'll let you on my fucking boat, idiot. <laughs> Is what Clay should have said. The Wizards! Speaking of that morass of that 7-12 in the East, five losses in a row. They're now 23-26. and 26. The Wizards, though, they might just randomly rip off seven straight wins, but like the problem is they're just not good. Like Kuzma's the only dude who's actually doing fucking anything for this Wizards team at the moment. And it's one of those moments where you go, they're so bad. Does Bradley Beal just go... Actually, <laughs> this kind of fucking sucks. They lost to the Nets, the Raps, the Celtics, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies in like the last week and a half, right? So it's five in a row. They're just not looking good. Like, Beal is just bad. Like, he's not doing much. He went two for 11 against the Grizzlies in 35 minutes. He had nine points. He was a minus 13. Spencer Dinwiddie is a bust. Kuzma's out there shredding. Rui, Hachimura, and Denny Avdijar, Corey Kispert. Like, they're kind of just doing little bits and stuff, but they're not popping right now. And, yeah, it's one of those moments where you're like, yeah, it's a long fucking season, bro, isn't it? You just learnt that. Meanwhile, Desmond Bain's dropping shit tons of points on their head. But, so Thomas, not Kobe Bryant, he should be a weekend winner because he came back. He's starting again. I love that. But it seems like the Wiz, the depth is all well and good. But you still need your good players to be good to actually win games. 
And instead, the Wiz are out there dropping 15-point first quarters and just getting fucking stomped by the Grizzlies, right? Like, Beal is just... I don't know if there's something going on, uh, but he's just shooting and everything has just kind of quietly been pretty up and down uh, for a fair chunk of this season, right? Like, you'll sort of throw in the 5 of 12 game, the 2 of 11 game, the 9 of 25 game, the 7 of 22 game. You're like, okay, I think we might need a change of scenery for the old uh, Brad Beal. So let's do it. Ben Simmons for Brad Beal. Let's go. Uh, same goes to the Knicks. That was just a demoralizing loss to the Bucks on the weekend. Uh, they are in a set of straights that could be described as dire. So they've just lost games to the Cavs, the Heat, and the Bucks. They got smashed by the Bucks. Was it 123-108? Giannis just runs over the top at the end. And, I mean, they're 23 and 27. It feels like there's no easy answer for the Knicks, right? Like... Beyond like just going, right, fuck it. We've made a horrible mistake with Evan Fournier. We've made a horrible mistake with Kemba Walker. <laughs> can we get back Reggie Bullock and like Alfred Payton so we can actually play some fucking defense? And they can't. So tough scenes for the Knicks. Sacramento weekend losers. They've lost six in a row. It's another lost season. Just trade for Ben Simmons. We get it. You're posturing. Oh, it's too much. It's too much to pay for Ben Simmons. We don't want to pay that much. How about De'Aaron Fox and Bagley? And we'll give you a bag of chips as well. Just do the damn deal and start your rebuild and build around Simmons. You've got nothing else going for you. You're the Sacramento Kings. You stink. Just pack her up, boys. Trade for Simo. Start again. Build around him. Do your thing. God damn it. Uh, Another weekend loser, Rick Carlisle, gets an emotional tribute from the Mavs, who then curb-stomped his new team. (laughs) That's a bit of a weekend loser moment. The Mavs, I mentioned that earlier. Look, and I know that they're... Loss was on a back-to-back, but they've just ripped off a big belting of Indy, and then they lose the magic. Like, just, if you want us to take you fucking seriously, Dallas, you can't be out there losing to the magic. I know that it was close, but that's the point. You should still win those games. And the West is so tight in the middle of those standings that they need all the wins they can get, especially against teams like the fucking magic. That's their first time the Magic have won two games in a row this season, right? Like, they pull out one against Detroit. (laughs) Out of nowhere, beat Dallas. But Dallas, with that loss, like, it dropped them all the way back down to six. They get that win. They're on the same uh, record as the Jazz, right? They would have been 30 and 21, but instead, 29 and 22 and back down in six. So, definitely weekend losers. And, of course, Utah. I mean, I just mentioned them. They've lost five in a row. They lose Jingling Joe Ingles. They don't have Rudy Gobert. Is that what that were? Uh, hopefully his calf strain's okay. Donnie Mitchell still isn't out of the concussion protocols. They're an absolute struggle town. They've got five losses in a row. But, of course, the weekend loser vibe is us and all Australians and, of course, Jingle and Joe Angles because for us to lose Jingles, it sucks. Jazz fans, it sucks for them as well. It sucks for his teammates because Joe Angles represents, I don't know, something like intrinsic about basketball in Australia. Like, we love him. We love his smart-ass persona, his languid kind of grace, his work ethic, his dedication, his fucking just, I will run through a brick wall for my teammates' vibe, his rise from, what, the NBL through Europe to the NBA. And if he's seriously injured, then we'll be without him for a while. And that sucks. Like, I think one of the comments on the old NBA Australia socials was like, well, fuck it. If there's no jingles, should we just shut down the NBA for a while until he comes back? It's like, to be honest, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I really hope it's not a serious injury. We fucking love him. This entire situation fucking sinks. So hopefully, Joe Ingles, you're all right. You're in our uh, thoughts. We love your guts, mate. All right. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night, though, shall we? Because, uh, why the bloody hell not? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, that is... We've got a lot of knives from this weekend. It was like triple-double town this weekend. It was insane. Everybody's ripping them off. Uh, yeah, you know, Luca. There's the uh, awesome one from the Joker. Carl Anthony Towns had his second career triple-double with 31, 11, and 10 in that win over the Yaz. Uh, Giannis had 38-13 against the Knicks. Butts drops 37-14-10 and 10 against Toronto. Trey Young had 36-5-12 and 12 against the Lakers today. 
Uh, but I think these ones sort of go down to the uh, last two blokes I've got here. Joel Embiid, 36 points, has 12 rebounds, 6 assists. He made 10 of 18 from the floor, hit 2 of 5 threes, 14 of 18 free throws. Now, what did I say on Friday's show? Embiid's value just sort of comes down to the simple fact, ah, fuck, we can't score. Give it to Joel. He's going to get fouled, and it'll keep our score ticking over. And that's how you get back into games. It's exactly how they got back into the game against Sacramento. Maxi obviously helped them down the stretch. But, like, the way this game swung when Embiid just dropped 17 points in that third quarter, he changed the outcome of this game. And, like, that's what MVPs do. Like, the Sixers are completely fucked without Embiid, right? The same goes for the Nuggets with Joker. Uh, but I think someone, Alvin Gentry, so coaching against him, he said, yeah, he's part Shaq and part Hakeem part whatever you want to say. It's like, yeah, that's what he's doing at the moment. He's so fucking, like, uh, overpowering, but he's also kind of got that touch and that grace of Hakeem. And he's just just a fucking pleasure to watch. Joker, I mentioned him as well. Like, he is on just, like, an all-time run. And the coolest part is about all this is that we don't often see just dominant, absolutely incredible runs by, like, I don't know, six players like we are this year. <laughs> it's unc- Like, it is absolutely ridiculous. 29, 13, and 10 for the Joker against the Pelicans. Then he drops 18 points, 9 rebounds, and 15 assists in only 28 minutes against the Bucks. Like, he is dominating. But, Jamarant, what a weekend! 30, 10, and 10, triple dubs against the Jazz. And then 34-3-2 as they smashed the Wizards. 15 of 27 he went from the floor in that one. 4 of 8 from 3. He's now scored over 30 points in 6 straight games. It's twice as long as all other players not named Ja Morant in Grizzlies history. But the craziest part was, Ja Morant did a fucking windmill alley-oop against the Wizards. It was sick. Seriously, this entire weekend, if there's one thing you need to see, you're like, oh... Well, there's actually another pretty good one I'll talk about in a second, but Ja Morant just going, oh, Triple J's just thrown me a fucking alley-oop. I'm going to windmill this. Bang! That was awesome. So Ja Morant, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Giannis, Butts, Cat, Luca, Joker. All the NBA throw approved performances of the night, but I think it has to come down to Embiid and Ja, doesn't it? So good shit. All round. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Sweet Baby Carrots, 3 of 19 against the Mavs, 1 of 7 from downtown, you're killing me. Cade goes 3 of 17 and 0 of 5 from downtown against Orlando. Cade Cunningham, what are you doing? Avery Bradley, 2 of 10 against Charlotte. Way to step up. In the absence of AD and LeBron, Avery, 2 of 10, bro. Ask Cole. Ask Cole Anthony. He was 4 of 15 and 0 of 5 from downtown against Detroit. They still got the win. Uh, Enjoyed that one. What else? Buddy healed against the Sixers. He was just more like Spuddy healed. Uh, 1 of 8 from the floor. 0 of 7 from 3. That's not how you apply for a job, buddy. What are you doing, mate? Oh, I'd really like to play for the Sixers. Then don't go 1 of 8 from the floor against them. Brad Beal, I mentioned him earlier. 2 of 11 against the Grizz. That was brutal. And then a whole raft of Hornets. Ish Smith, 0 of 6 against the Clippers. PJ Hamilton, Washington, 3 of 14. 4 of 14 by Terry Rose and 6 of 19 for Miles Bridges. No one could hit a shot. I mentioned that Lamelo was good. Everybody else was fucking shit. Devin Vassell goes 2 of 12 against the Suns today for the Spurs. Absolute vibes. Oh, but one of my favorites. Watch out. You know what Devontae Graham, Trey Mann, and Thrift Shop ben, Benny McLemore himself have got in common? They all went. That's right, they all went 3 of 11. Oh, I love it. But of course, the big spud of the night and the spud of the weekend is everybody shitting on Steph Curry. He's missed 95 of his last 135 threes. He hasn't had back-to-back 50% shooting games since November. Steph Curry MVP, question mark? Not so much anymore. But come on, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's, he'll be all right. Uh, let's do old mate, no mates. 
Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. This might not surprise you, considering this is the guy who's like, hey, I'm going to get all my fans to invest in my contract and we'll buy it out and I'll go and play for whoever they want. What are you doing, Spencer? What are you talking about? So, his last few games. I mentioned how the Wizards have been pretty bad of late. So, he did go, oh, shit. (laughs) Woo! Yeah, he went 3 of 11 against Brooklyn. (laughs) That was it, 10 days ago. And then 1 of 12 against Boston, 2 of 10 against the Clippers, and 3 of 10 against Memphis. So if you want to look at where the Wizards are really struggling, you should just shine a really fucking bright light on Spencer Dinwiddie being really fucking bad over the last, I don't know, like three weeks. He's been horrible. So my favorite thing is he was asked about this over the weekend, and he was asked about being a leader, and he responded, It's an interesting situation. I spoke up a little bit early on in this season. It wasn't necessarily welcomed. And so, like I said, I just try to do what's asked of me. At the end of the day, everybody's got a role to play. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to be a leader, but everyone's like, shut up, Spencer! (laughs) Ah, fuck off, idiot. Oh, that's such a good story. Yeah, I, I raised my voice and then no one fucking cared, so... Yeah, now I'm just doing my job, bro. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. He's such a fucking weird unit. Pantsing of the night, though. Very bad, 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 very, very bad, bad. Uh, Pantsing of the night. Lakers getting outscored by 18 points in the fourth quarter by the Hawks was a panting. Uh, it's like, hey, we're finally going to snap this losing. Oh, God, we've been beaten. Trey Young going absolutely ham on you motherfuckers. And, of course, Najee Marshall got dropped by Jalen Brown, who then uh, had the very nice drop-off pass to a uh, charging Time Lord with a sick dunk. Uh, But Najee, Jesus, he just got all twisted and turned up and then just went over like you'd cut down a tree. It's like, timber! And Jalen Brown sort of just walked around him. (laughs) That was a bit of a pantsing. Who was better than Lonzo Ball, though? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? I mean, I mentioned uh, Lamelo was pretty good, but we've got a couple of good ones. Tyrese Halliburton had his uh, career-high 38 points against the Sixers. Now, that's a good job application. Pay attention, buddy. He held seven assists. He shot 11 of 19 and 5 of 9 from downtown. 11 of 12 at the line. He was awesome. Cyrus Halliburton was just fucking unstoppable. Like, that's how you go, hey, uh, you guys should trade for me just straight up for Ben Simmons. <laughs> Off we go. Uh, Kate Cunningham against the Cavs today. He was unreal too. 19, 10, and 10 with four steals. Uh, becomes the first rookie with multiple triple doubles in fran- uh, franchise history for the uh, Pistons, which is crazy considering they had Grant Hill. Uh, but he shot 0 of 10 to start that game, did Kate Cunningham, and finishes with the 19, 10, and 10. Like, that is unreal. What a comeback. And they got the win. It's like he started hitting shots, and then they won. And, of course, Franz Wagner. Hello. Uh, (laughs) I fucking love the Franz Wagner. Uh, And the go-ahead bucket. He was really, really good. So there was some weird fuckiness uh, with uh, Jason Kidd. He basically could have been an old mate, no mates, where the uh, refs didn't hear him screaming for a timeout, and he blamed his mask, which was pretty funny. Uh, But Brunson... And uh, Luca couldn't quite do enough to get the Mavs over the hump. Because Franz Wagner, hello, had the 18 points. He shot 9 of 15. He had three assists. But the weight, that shot that he hit was absolutely off the fucking hook. So Franz Halliburton and Kay Cunningham. There you go. All better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week! And uh, this goes to anyone who says shit about Joe Ingles on the internet that wasn't, oh man, that's sad, or that sucks. Oh man, that sucks for Joe Ingles. If you're out there going, yeah, suck shit, Joe Ingles, you should go fuck yourself. And uh, I think there was like one tweet that was brought to my attention um, of just some fuckbag saying some dumb shit about Joe. So Joe Ingles is literally beloved by anyone he's encountered, anyone he's played with, the wider Salt Lake City community, 
all the work that he does in the community, all the work that he does for autism, autism awareness and everything is just fucking crazy. He's beloved in Australia. Like, fuck off anybody who says shit about Joe Ingalls. Because you're going to make the list. I'm just saying. So you're the dickheads of the week. If you say anything bad about Joe Ingalls. Righto, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, let's do some ENRs. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, party time. It's bloody hot. It's good beer drinking weather, I'll tell you that much. Put a few away yesterday. Uh, either way, don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron. Bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. They'll drop it off at your door, Rona free. you got beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. they get the Dos Blocos, the Lick Beer Ginger Beer, the Sample, and my favourite, the Dos Blocos XPA. And you get a free sixer of that Dos Blocos XPA if you bang in the code STRAYA. How good is that? So this is for the Melbourne metro area. You'll get same-day delivery before noon. So go check out thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code. Get a free sixer on me. Right. Yeah, Nas. Dan Drosher. J-Kid is a great coach. Clears the bench. Then there's a nine-zip run by the Pacers to bring it back to 15 points with four minutes to go. Brings Luca back on because kid knows I have Mavs minus nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. But seriously, when do we consider him a good coach? Top four seed, second round of the playoffs? Yeah, nah. Look, I'd consider J-Kid a better coach if they didn't blow fucking shit games like they did today against Orlando. You know? like That's my vibe. I'm like, yeah, he was on a really good run. We'd consider the Jason Kidd uh, slightly redeemed if he ends up with a top four seed in the West this year. But it's games like that Orlando game where it's like, J-Kid, you got to be on top of your shit. You can't then go, oh, the refs didn't hear me screaming for a timeout. It's like, make them hear you, Jason, you fuck knuckle. Uh, but look, I have been not so much surprised by J-Kid's coaching this year because there are still sort of the weird fuckinesses of not playing Josh Green enough. And I'm fascinated to see how they deal with the Tim Hardaway injury, right? And... Who steps up? We are obviously getting way more Josh Green minutes, which is great. But, like, this is it. Like, when do we consider him an actual good coach? If they win a playoff round, then I think that's when we get to go, all right, he's not bad. <laughs> you know? I can say, I don't have to say good, but I can say not bad if they win a playoff round. And they probably fucking need to this year. Anyway, Steph, Jimmy, will he be okay? Yeah, nah, yes, of course he will be. Now that he's got Clay back out there, Poole going hammer and songs, I think it's one of those things where you look at Steph and the way he's shooting and, like, that doesn't leave you. It's just like, you know, maybe some of the wear and tear of, like, this season uh, before Clay came back, uh, the sheer emotion of going for, like, the record, getting over the, that sort of hump and sort of then going, all oh, right, and, like, the Warriors sort of being good enough anyway that they don't have to rely on him all the time. Look, he'll be fine. And I actually think it's probably good in the long run uh, for the Warriors to have Steph slumping now rather than slumping in, like, April and May, you know? Next uh, next one, are the Hawks pulling it together? Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, I rattled off the wins, and they're all kind of impressive, right? But I think that's the thing. We talked about this for fucking ages. Like, at least two months, right? That They just had too many dudes... They needed a consolidation trade. They move Bogdanovich back onto the bench so he becomes like the uh, unreal super sub kind of Ginobili role. And he's been really bloody good since, right? Like, um, So they trade Reddish. They kind of clear that clog. But more importantly, they just sort of got DeAndre Hunter back. DeAndre fucking Hunter! And he does sort of more on the wing than Reddish does. And it also means that uh, you don't have to rely so much on lesser players, to put it nicely, because Hunter's really bloody good. He's a really good sort of fill-in-the-gaps kind of player. Also, a Kongwu stepping up. But, like, that combo of Bogdanovich off the bench, a Kongwu just being really uh, versatile, 
and already kind of pretty heady in the way he plays some of his defense. But offensively as well, he's like probably as good, if not better already, as Clint Capella. So you kind of love to see that. Uh, and then Trey Young is just like the straw that stirs the drink, and he's been great. So good job, Hawks. Uh, but it's kind of a bit weird, right? Like trading Cam Reddish, getting Hunter back, and off they go. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to do this one until we actually really know the results. But, I mean, it's already sort of been floated out there on uh, the NBA Australia socials. Could that be it for Joe Ingles and the NBA? Yeah, nah, nah. I don't want to think about it at all. But he's, I mean, I'd also argue he's too much of a hard worker and absolute legend for that to be it. So, um, fingers crossed, nothing major. Hopefully he's okay and hopefully rehab's fine and comes back better than ever. But I wouldn't believe that that'd be it for... In a heartbeat. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me, look at me. Uh, injuries are bad. Obviously, Joe Ingles, that's a bad injury. Sometimes, though, injuries, if they're manageable and not that serious, are okay? Question mark. Like for okay, C. Uh, so SGA goes out for a couple of weeks. This is one of those good ones because you just give the ball to Giddy, see what he can do a couple of weeks by himself, and you keep tanking. Mate, that's perfect. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff. Uh, what about Outback Takeout? It's Monday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Bush steak is on the menu again as our special. Because on the way over here, I uh, managed to clip a wombat. Tell you what, it's a bit gamey, but she's still bloody delicious. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... LeBron James isn't even injured. He's just letting Rusty Westbrook hang himself with his own rope so he can then trade him with impunity and go, see, he doesn't have it anymore. He's at least putting up numbers, so maybe the Knicks are dumb enough to trade for him. Only at Outback. And to be honest, I reckon it'd be great for the Knicks. (laughs) Horrible in the Lakers. All right, Australian Player Watch, right after this... This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch Paddy Thrills. Paddy Mills in that loss to Golden State. He had 24 points. He was awesome, was Paddy. I mentioned that, right? Um, He went four rebounds, four assists, two blocks, and two steals. This is easily his best year defensively in terms of block numbers, I think, already. So... He's crushing. He did shoot 8 of 21 from the floor, 6 of 12 on 3. So, Paddy's not the problem in Brooklyn. It's everybody else. Ah, Jingles. Poor bloody Jingles. Prayer hands up. Uh, and that loss to Memphis for the Yaz. He went 5, 4, and 4. Uh, shot 1 of 5, all of which were from downtown. And in the loss to Minnesota when he uh, hurt his knee, he was 0 of 3 from the floor, 0 points. But he did have 3 assists and 2 rebounds. And look, all we're hoping is that he's okay. Can't jingles. We love you. Uh, Aussie Matty T in that win over Sacramento. He was all right. Eight points. Three of three from the floor. Two of two from three on your Matty T. Uh, he did have zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, and four fouls. But <laughs> otherwise, good game. Tell you what, though. Josh Green. We talked about just injuries right then, right? Like how sometimes they're a little bit manageable. And you sort of see what you've got elsewhere. And that's exactly what's happening with Josh Green in Dallas. So in the win over... Indy, he played 24 minutes. He had 12 points. That's awesome. Four of six from the floor. Oh, of one from three. Four of four at the line. Yes, you beauty. One rebound, three assists, one steal, and one turnover. Uh, his career high is, is 18 points, so 12 is pretty bloody good. And in the loss to Orlando today, 22 minutes, he had 11 points. Again, back-to-back double digits. You'd love to see that. Four of six again from the floor. This time, two of two from three. Yes, you beauty. Also, again, one rebound and three assists and one turnover. Josh Green, tearing it up. Uh, Josh Giddy, Giddy up. And that loss to Indy uh, in overtime uh, for OKC. He, had, he played 40 minutes to Gids. He had 15 points, 10 rebounds, five assists. And if his uh, teammates had been able to hit a bloody shot, would have been more than that. One steal. He shot 7 of 15. The thing was, he went 1 of 6 from 3. He knocks in a couple of... I know, like, watching one of those, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, a couple of those are in and out. Uh, tough scenes there for Gids, though, but 15, 10, and 5. Still bloody good. And rock em, sock em, block em, jock em, Landale. In the loss to the Suns today, he played 17 minutes. He had 5 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. 
Goes two of five from the floor and one of three from three. There's a big three too. Splash. Uh, right. There's Australian Player Watch. Let's do the Andrew Gaze Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first the- Andrew Gaze Grey Mumber Uh, good clapping. Uh, we've got two winners of the Andrew Gay's Grand Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Uh, the last 10 games for Nikola Jokic. Hello! 27.2 points, 12.2 rebounds, 10.6 assists, and 1.7 steals per game while shooting 61.5% from the floor, 45.5% from three, and 93.1% from the free throw line. They've gone eight and two in those ten games, and the Joker is a plus one hundred and twenty-five. <gasps> loody, loody, loody! Plus one hundred and twenty-five across the ten games. He's averaging a triple-double: twenty-seven, twelve, and ten. That's pretty outstanding in the field of excellence. Uh, and Chris Paul, same vibes, right? Twenty points today, eight rebounds, nineteen assists. He was incredible. So in the last two games, he's got thirty-three assists and four turnovers. Jesus, don't do it to him. Chris, what are you doing? He's already dead. All right. Uh, let's do the Penny Mills Game Day Bull or Game Day Twitter check-in. I always hate that uh, because today it's just another pretty sad one and it's pretty simply uh, the Utah Jazz, Hart and Joe. <sighs> so much, so much. Um... It's a really, really tough one because, I mean, you've got, like, lots of tweets coming from the uh, folks around the Jazz. Just knowing how much this means for him, this game means to them and what we mean to him, you know, it's really tough, says Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. Joe Ingles left knee injury will not return. We'll have an MRI tomorrow. Joe, heart emoji, prayers up emoji. Yeah, it's a bit shit. It's a bit shit. Um, I don't know. I guess Dally. Can we go to the Della Vadova one? Because just in terms of Delhi, he at least tweeted out uh, happy birthday at PFT commentator and at Joey B to the Super Bowl. Fire, fire, fire. Pretty happy with that. So, And, of course, uh, clap, clap, clap at Ash Barty. Championship one. You love that because the Ash Barty game on the weekend was absolutely fucking off the chain. Loved that Yvonne Gulligan call come out as well. Surprise her for the trophy presentation. Uh, Ash Barty, what a fucking legend. Uh, the Dylan Alcott uh, speech after he lost his final was just amazing as well. But yeah, so between Dylan Alcott, the special case winning the doubles, Ash Barty, Rafa Nadal, what a weekend in tennis he was. Oh, bloody good. But anyway, uh, let's do some game previews. Hashtag Tennis Australia. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, mate, had a great one. Went to the cricket on Friday night. Played cricket on Sunday. Drank a million beers in between. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, I had lots of good good times with the squid as well. I had a fun weekend. Just hanging out. Just dudes being bros. Uh, 14 of 25 we went on the picks on the weekend, which is really bloody good. Uh, especially with some of the weird injury stuff, right? Like I had I had Brooklyn against Golden State. Looked all right there for a second towards the end. But uh, we went 4 of 6 on Sunday, 3 of 8 today. But we went 7 of 11 on Saturday. All against the spread. So that was a bloody good day. So I hope you're listening then. But we've got a pretty awesome slate tomorrow. I'll tell you that much. So a bit of preview action. Let's do it. Uh, we have the New Orleans Pelicans of late playing against the Cavs. That's right, Cleveland. And I'm taking the Cavs minus nine and a half. The uh, wheels are a little bit off at the moment for the Pelicans. Uh, just a couple of too many bodies down. The Cavs are going to be out for revenge after shitting the bet against Detroit. So I think the Cavs will kick the crap out of them. So give me the uh, Cavs minus nine and a half. The Clippers go to Indy. They're two and a half point underdogs. All the Clippers do is like win weird games. Indy are like the opposite of that. So I'm going to take the Clippers plus two and a half uh, where they sort of come out of nowhere and just punk Indy and beat them. Memphis are three and a half. This is a great game. Memphis at Philly. The Grizzlies are three and a half point underdogs. I guess the tricky thing is like going, right, 
We've got a bit of size in Steven Adams and Triple J. Is that enough to slow down Joel Embiid? The answer is probably no. Do we have enough perimeter dudes, though, to slow down the Philly scorers as well? My answer to that is probably yes. I think Memphis is just a better team than Philly, so I'm going to take Memphis plus three and a half. They're on the road, sure, but Memphis are bloody good. And this is going to be a massive test for Philly and that perimeter defense. If they can slow down Jar, maybe slow down Desmond Bain, they could win, but just don't quite see that happening at the moment, so give me the Grizz. Miami are three and a half point underdogs as well, but they're in Boston. This is a great game too. Heat, Boston. The Heat are just a better team than the Celtics, so I'm taking the Heat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the Heat are good. They're three and a half point underdogs against a team that was not as good as them. So I'm taking the Heat. Sacramento, on this road trip, they're off to New York now. They are five and a half point underdogs against the Knicks. This is going to be like a massive turning point, I think, for the Kings. If they win this, they probably don't, like, trade half their team. They lose this, it gets fucking dire pretty quickly. I think the Knicks win this. I'm going to take the Knicks minus five and a half. I think they've got just enough in them to uh, really put the boot into the Kings. Atlanta, they host Toronto. Toronto coming off just an absolute slog fest of a game against the Heat the other day. They now go to Atlanta, who are flying high. I don't tend to trust Atlanta, but I think they're just, as I mentioned earlier, they are clicking in a big way. So I'm going to take the Hawks minus three and a half because the Raps are good. I think the Hawks are just in a groove now. If Trey Young has like a 17-point game, the Raps win. If he goes more than 23, the Hawks win. Golden State, they go to Houston. They're 10.5-point favorites on the road. That seems a bit fucky to me. I'm going to take Houston plus 10.5 just because, I know, the Warriors are a little bit all over the shop. They only just squeaked by Houston the other day. I'll take the Rockets plus 10.5. They'll lose, but it'll be like by 8. And finally, Portland, 3.5-point favorites on the road in OKC. I'm going to take the Blazers uh, without SGA. We've seen OKC before. Like, Giddy is good. Dort is good. There's not much else there in OKC. So I'll take the Blazers. Um, As long as CJ McCollum's playing. They are in a back-to-back, though, Portland, so keep an eye on that. But I think they should be okay against OKC. They're going to, you know, try to build up the trade value of all their dudes. They're going to play them, so give me the Blazers. And that's it. We'll wrap up all of those games tomorrow. Uh, Just a heads up, like, the Squid's Daycare is uh, sort of doing some struggle-worthy stuff with uh, some of the uh, educators with COVID and stuff. So I don't know if uh, the squid's in daycare or not tomorrow. So hopefully uh, we'll be on time tomorrow. We might be a bit late, just a heads up. Uh, but we'll be wrapping up all those games, no matter what. Uh, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz talking about a wildly awesome championship weekend. That'll actually be up tomorrow, so uh, early tomorrow as well. So because the games are done, and <laughs> we've got our Super Bowl set, so... NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. And, of course, remember, if there's any tickets left, go check out thecatfish.com.au. We are hosting the Super Bowl at the Catfish. Yes, you little ripper. We had a great time last year. We're back again. Talking shit. It's going to be great fun. So check out NFL Australia. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Always a great time. Uh, He's got a great one, this one. Uh, Episode 53 of World Wrestling Australia is up on the FWCI Sports and Gaming over there on YouTube. He's talking about the Royal Rumble. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey's Royal Rumble against the uh, folks out there. That was awesome. And all the surprise returns and news from the big events. So go check out FWCIE on Twitter and uh, check out all the episodes of World Wrestling Australia. Get around to NBAAustralia.com slash shop. That's right. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. Do it. Do it, Robasha. Go on. Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia. Get 20% off from free shipping. TheDailyLicker.com. Use that code Straya. Get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne and over 18. Drink responsibly. Knowable. Download that app. Bang in the code Straya. Get 20% off getting smart. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. Also, always thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, How you follow your bands and listen to your tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So, should you? All right, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Delhi review. He's doing the latest season of Cobra Kai. All right. I'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's it now?
Alright, how the fuck are you? It's a troll mate Deli over here just swinging by for a quick Deli review of a pop culture thing. Because my little mate, Josh Giddy, it was off on a plane, like playing a game or some shit. Because like, I don't know, he's got to do a lot more now shit because like there's like an injury and he's playing hoops and he doesn't have time to like watch a thing for pop culture reviews. So, your old mate Deli over here got a tap on the shoulder and the call up. Like, just when I was a starter in the 2016 finals and shit and I had to shut down that little prick Steph Curry, eh? Just like that. <laughs> nah, seriously, good bloke though, Steph. Weird beard, but fucking whatever. Anyway, on that topic, hey, look, prayers up for my best mate, Joey Ingles. Hope you get well soon, Cobber. Hope it's not too serious. We want you back out there, ASOMP. Hanging out, crushing tins, breaking hearts, blowing kisses. Fucking Joey Ingles, you little beauty. Come on, mate. Hope it's all right. Anyway, so quick review for you this week. Uh, finally finished that new season of Cobra's Kite. Uh, well, I mean, the missus shit down, smash it all. She's like, who's this fucker? Who's this guy? What's going on here? Who's that? Who's this one in Cobra Kai now? I'm like, oh, fucking, I don't know, man. Because, like, you know, it's like the Karate Kid, but they're old as fuck, and then they bring back characters from the other movies you forgot about and shit. And, like, John Kreese, the old bloke, he's real fucking old and stuff. Sort of makes no sense. You're like, that dude can barely fucking see. All he does is squint lots and, like, be really menacing and shit. Does he do actual karate? And, like, same goes with daniel son and she's like... What's going on, man? You're not even fucking, like, scary. Like, I reckon Brock Lesnar can kick the fuck out of here and shit, eh? Well, anyway, uh, is he good at karate? I don't know, man. You watch Daniel saying, like, what the fuck, bro? Anyway, so the show's more about kids switching sides all the time and shit to the point where you're like, so whose team's who on now? Wait, who's she fighting for? Oh, I don't fucking know, but yeah, that's the show. So, yeah, um, that's basically my review of it as well, I guess. Like, no spoilers or nothing, but... This new seeds, you get more blasts from the past and shit, and, like, sure, it still sort of doesn't make too much sense or whatever, but still, it's fun as fuck, and, like, you know, almost as fun as, like, fanging around Mirabar and my mate fucking best mate Plugger's Ute, just fucking the lowered Commodore Ute, just fucking hanging out the sides, going, oh, fucking delay, yeah, going down to the park hotel, smashing tunes. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, there's, like, a big tournament this uh, this season, some fun team-ups, some ups, some downs. Daniel San's wife being fucking weird as shit and his shitty kid being a fucking shithead. Yeah, so, yeah, lots going on. But it does have a bit of the, like, pepper, karate and shit. And Johnny Lawrence is always a fucking laugh, isn't he? So, yeah, this gets about 24 out of 10 deli ones because, like, just 24 times I just want to take up for fucking karate and stuff and just start kicking dickheads in the head. So, yeah, some good message about growing up as well and being yourself and all that sort of shit. So, give it a bell. Let us know what you reckon. Yeah, alright. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you next time for another pop culture review whenever I get the call up. So, later, fuckers. Deli out. <laughs>